right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we got a breakdown of the Oklahoma State game, the thriller from Stillwater. And we got something a little bit different for you. We're going to try out our NFL knowledge and give you guys a little bit of an an NFC and AFC preview into the championship games for this weekend. But as always, we are presented by our boy Ben and BNC Fieldhouse. So if you are not at BNC Fieldhouse watching that glorious Iowa State game yesterday or watching the NFC and AFC championships this upcoming weekend, then I don't know what you're doing. They are also now open on Mondays for Bachelor Mondays. That's right. If you like Clay, then head on over to BNC Fieldhouse on Mondays and cheer on your boy Clay. Um, if you like Shanae, then don't go to BNC. Yes, I watch the show. Do not cheer for Shanae. She's a, she, more like Shinono, right? Okay. And also, <laughs> they got Taco Tuesdays, too. So, Newt, plug in the soundbite. LeBron James, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday! They are open on Tuesdays and Mondays now. So, every single day of the week, you can head on over and enjoy some burgers and the best drink deals on Welch Avenue at BNC Fieldhouse. But without further ado, we'll get into our episode. And Jacob Newton and the Green Bay Packers are dead. How do you feel about that, Newt? It's tough. I'm, I, I was saying, like, overall, this is I'm 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 kind of ready for football to be done. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen yep. this in my life, but it's been a very I've been disappointed as a football fan this year. It's It's been rough. It's been stressful. Um, and it's just kind of one of those where, like, I'm obviously still excited for the last three games Four, if you count the Pro Bowl, it's not really a football game um, of the season. But like, I'll be ready to be moved on from football, I think, um, for a little bit, like just, just that nice break, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, bad special teams. We've seen it mm. kill the, the cyclones. Uh, we've talked yep. about that plenty, uh, in the fall and, uh, it translates to the NFL game too. And yeah, it was, it was tough. The defense had a great, gave a great enough effort and the other two, you know, units did not really hold their own. And the 49ers are grinding out. But like I said, I, I, I thought the 49ers were a little sneaky. Um, they match up well, good defense, kind of hitting their strides. As long as Jimmy G doesn't do anything too too crazy, they usually have a shot in this game. So, But we'll get into NFL talk later. Let's um, – I agree. Let's talk about – We got a lot to get through for the NFL. Game. Yeah, That was a fantastic about, game. It was a great game. How stressed were mm-hmm. you? Um, I literally don't have any fingernails left this morning. It's it was Yeah, you're so weird. So you I, I like you why. actually chew on your nails. That's not a, like a metaphor. You actually chew. No, I, I legit so weird. Do. It's always so bad. Um, Doesn't that taste t- gross? Like, do you ever get fungus in between your fingernails and shit? Fungus? I wash my hands. Do you not? I mean, I do hands? too. But every now and then, shit still gets in there. I also like clip my nails every two weeks. Like, I'm really bad at clipping my nails. That's terrible. Okay. Well, yeah. you eat your nails, so like, what's better? <laughs> There you go. You're talking about having fungus on your nails, dude. Are you kidding? Well, fungus? I don't know if it's actually fungus, but like, how are you about to be married? Some gunk in there. <laughs> fungus? I'm because she doesn't marry me for my nails. Fungus fingers, dude. Fungus I don't know fingers? if it's fungus, but like, I don't know. Like when I was a kid, I used to play in the creek in my backyard, and I've always been bad at clipping my fingernails. So my fingernails were even longer when I was a kid. And yeah, like I would get like dirt and shit in underneath them. And when I was bored, like you eat your fingernails. I don't. I just like would, you know, graze another fingernail underneath the, you know, crevice of another and like get out as much dirt as I could when I was bored. I don't do that anymore. Like my look at them. 
you, you, listeners can't see this, but my fingernails look glorious right now. Yeah. This is me as an adult. But when I was a kid, they, um, yeah, they got some dirt in there. Okay. Now Newt's showing me his fingernails and they're about half the size of mine. <laughs> I told you I was nervous. I mean, when you have what, like 26, 27 lead changes in a game, like our biggest lead was four the entire game. I think their biggest lead was like five. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Every time we had a shot to go up like by two possessions and like, just get the slightest amount of like a gap. It just didn't happen. Or Oklahoma State would just mm-hmm. hit a three. Like it was wild. I feel like every time Caleb Grill hit like a big three, then he <laughs> State would go right down, hit a three in response. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, please, yeah. I just want to breathe like a little bit easier. It was ridiculous. But holy shit, I, I did not. I, I honestly did not think we we're gonna pull out the victory. And God, what a what a fucking grind it was. I loved it. Uh, this, this might be aside from just kicking Iowa's ass. This might be my favorite win of the year. Cause this was, this oh, was I agree. fantastic. Like just, just absolute, like, you know, this team showed up. This is what you need. They hadn't won on the, on the road in what, like three years since 2019, almost two years. Yeah. 2019. It's, like, it's 2022, dude. Well, it wasn't so 2019. I thought it was February it was 19th of 2020. No, I'm pretty sure it's 2019. Okay. Um, look, yeah, look that up, and we'll we'll get an answer by the end of this episode. If either way, though, two it years was like worth 25 road conference games or something. Oh, boy, yeah, then might because because be it was um, I'm gonna look it up. I I don't I think it like Larry Tyrese Halbert was on the team last time they won a road, or was it the year that he was hurt? That was 2019, right? Oh yeah, I'm looking it up. Dead air, dead are air. Gonna, are you gonna edit this out or? Nah, I'll keep the dead air. I'll just talk. Um, right. But anyways, while you look that up, <laughs> actually, why are we having you look up stats? <laughs> this is terrible. I was about to say <laughs> I, I'm not finding it like, anywhere. <laughs> Bob Jones nine seven eight five six four eight. Twitter handle and Bob Jones like, started last night. Super he, yeah. Bobby Jones did start last night. Um, yeah. Is he officially yeah. Bobby Jones? Whatever he wants to be called. Bobby Jones is kind of cool, but I like so Bobby Bob. Jones. Bob is cool. big, big Bob. Okay. Um, I can't find it within um, two minutes, which means I'm giving up on the research. So um, we'll get an answer around that later, but either way, it has been a long ass time since we've had a road to it. And that's, Crazy. And we, we needed this one to get back up in the conference standings and also stay ranked. So, um, yeah. And I mean, it's cool having yeah, you, little numbers besides us. I, I'm, I'm whatever with it. You know, I was really sad in football when we finally got out of the rankings due to just having a nice high preseason ranking, you know, and yep. it was nice to get in basketball and I'd like to keep it. So, yeah, it, it was one of those games where I kept waiting for, Iowa State or Oklahoma State to just run away with the game, and it never happened. And it was like you said: whenever we scored, they would score. Whenever they would score, we would score. And and I just kept thinking to myself, man, eventually we're gonna have to get a stop. Like eventually we're we're not gonna be able to answer. But we kept doing that. And Isaiah Brockington, twenty six points. That dude is oh my gosh! Like how clutch is he? He hit so many. It wasn't just that insane mid-range jumper where he jumped a hundred feet in the air by the way 
that's like a whole Dirk Nowitzki factor. Like they said, uh, the percentage chance you have on blocking like a Dirk Nowitzki shot is like pretty much zero. I know that's not that extreme, but the dude jumps so damn high in like almost all of these were well-contested shots and he knocked down all of them and makes you think, okay, the defense did nothing wrong there. Brockington is just that good today. Like he was just on and man, he is, he's just an electric factory when he's on. It's so much fun. It's 24. It was 24 straight road losses, which would be 2019 because you play 10 road games every year. So that's all last year. All the year before that, and then like fuck yeah. a couple of this year, and probably maybe last year or the 2019 yeah, year too. Yeah, that Ridiculous. makes sense. 2019. <laughs> we didn't even have COVID. That is crazy. COVID wasn't like here yet. <laughs> yeah, and we usually have the COVID excuse. Like if if we're playing like shit, oh it's it's, it's a COVID year, you know. Yeah, we don't have that excuse. Um, well, um, you know, Tyrese Hunter played it out of his mind on the defensive end. However, we can't, we can't not mention the three back-to-back-to-back turnovers. He had that almost lost the game for us in three One was a bad pass. One was the bad pass. Oh, you're right. You're right. The Brockington didn't, didn't throw him that in. great of a ball. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, it, that, that's what, that's what's going to happen as a freshman point guard. Like, and what I loved about it too, and Gal and Cal sure had another play like this where, you know, he, I, I don't remember, I think he made a, he took a bad shot. Cal sure did. And then on the defensive end, he had an immediate charge call. We got the ball back. It's like, all right, well, you made up for it. And Tyrese with those two bad turnovers, you're right. I won't, I won't talk on the, on the third one. Cause that was a bad pass, but he, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he got the ball back on both of those possessions too. So it was kind of like, damn it, Tyrese. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, Tyrese. I, I, I forget now. I forget why I was mad at you. That's fine. You know, um, yeah, Tyrese did play phenomenal. Um, and it, it always seems like I, I love him as a point guard. He he's so fun. Oh my to watch. gosh. His dunk too. Um oh, yeah. you just tell, Damn it. He he just had a couple of possessions in a row where he's like, I'm scoring. Like I'm taking this. And like he just he had that. Like he was hot. And that's always so fun when like even just playing basketball with your friends or whatever, when you realize one of your buddies is just kind of feeling it and you're like, no, get the ball to him, get the ball to him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Tyrese just take over. And you like just know you're like, Tyrese is scoring two points here. We got this shit, man. Um, it was great. Brockington was amazing. I I I cannot get over how good this man is. Like, we've watched so many amazingly like offensively gifted players at Iowa State. And I don't know why, but I'm I think I'm most impressed with him. And I think it's because of the fact that he kind of does it with the worst offensive supporting cast of any of those teams, you know, like, yeah, obviously George Yang's amazing. I'm, I'm never going to say anything bad about George Yang, but he also had great talent around him. And that helps a little bit too. Um, and, but Brockington does this stuff when like everyone knows Brockington's going to shoot and everyone knows he's going to go to his left and everyone knows he's going to try to pull up and it's like slightly thin fade in the mid range. And it still goes in every time. It's so crazy. And I love it. I, I absolutely love it because I just watch it and I like, I don't, I don't get like mad or like, it's not surprising. I'm just like, Brockington's just going to do Brockington things, man. It's, it's like, it's like watching Dave Montgomery break like three tackles and get, five, six hard yards after getting hit in the backfield right away. I'm just like, you, you give him the ball, you know what you're going to get with it. And it's, it's so beautiful to watch. And he did again last night. It was, it was awesome. He hit, he hit so many shots at the end of the game where it's just like, 
the dude Larry put Iowa State on his back for a bit. And he does a lot. He'll, he'll do it throughout the games too, but he did it, you know, mm-hmm. right before going into overtime stuff. And just crazy impressive the way that he is able to get his shot and then, you know, shoot at such a, a great clip. So what, what's insane to me is his shot is mid range, the lowest percentage shot in the game. Right. And he nails it. Like, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what his percentage uh, is from the mid range area, but it's certainly very high. And, you know, the last kind of mastermind that I remembered being in the mid range game was a uh, BDJ, the late BDJ RIP man, but he was, he was a complete stud. Um, but what I remember with Bryce was every now and then he'd have off shooting nights, but that was, I never really thought anything differently because that's just kind of the mid range game. In my opinion, unless you're in the NBA, the NBA is a different expectation, but when you're playing college basketball or at any other level, the mid range is not going to fall every single game. How the hell is it falling all the time for Brockington? Like it's the lowest percentage shot in the game. And it's kind of like Niang. Like when we first watched Niang, um, you know, people that were haters of him were like, he's not that good. He's just getting lucky. That was his first year. Well, then he started doing it more in his second year and he started to do it more consistently. And it's like, okay, that was never luck. That was all talent. That was all skill. And that's where I'm at with Brockington. Like when I, when he was taking over in these non-conference games, I, I think to myself, is this going to last? Is he always going to have this mid range game? But it is. And at this point you just have to respect it. And that is what's crazy. Like I said, they were guarding him really well and he was still putting it in. So it's not that they're not disrespect. It's not that they're not respecting him. It's just, he's just that damn good. And he is so fun to watch and dude, his energy too. Like I, I compare his energy a lot to Dustin Hogue, like just that spark plug that you need on your team. Um, and a little bit more on Tyrese Hunter. That guy has like the TJ Otzelberger, just mean mug, you know, like when he is pissed off, he plays really well. And I don't think everyone can play basketball pissed off well because um, it's kind of a finesse game. But some guys, if you get them pissed off, they just they're unstoppable. And, and Tyrese is one of those guys. I'm like, I do not want to play that guy when his face looks like that. Yeah, you, you could tell. Um, I think there there was one. Oh, was it? He had a foul towards the end of the game where he 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 literally deflected the ball like twice on the guy and then he got a little aggressive and tried to get it a third yeah. time and dove into him and got called for a foul and he was pissed and like the he camera caught camera caught him <laughs> up and everyone was like no you're good Tyrese you're good Tyrese and I'm pretty sure he went down like drove neck like and it's just like yeah like he he does a great job of of using that energy to you know obviously play well on the court which is not always easy you know you get players get frustrated or they can get checked out or, or make bad decisions, but he does seem to really channel it in. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just about to say, I, we played basketball our whole life, obviously on different levels. We know that, but that was nothing I, I could ever figure out when I was pissed off. I was way, way worse. That's why I could never trash talk. Cause I would get pissed off and I would trash talk. And then my game would just tumble. So I don't know. I have a lot of respect for people that um, play specifically finesse positions like Akeem Butler, even catching the ball. He had kind of that Mamba mentality where he always just seemed pissed off at, you know, whoever was guarding him, but he would always catch the ball. I don't think that's, I think it's so much easier said than done. And yeah, Tyrese is just so fun to watch when he's pissed off. So we should just piss him off more often, I guess. Um, one Wait, thing Tyrese, I- you're terrible. You're a terrible basketball player. You won't do shit. <laughs> In the SEC challenge. Who are we playing again for the SEC challenge? The zoo. 
That's right. Um, one thing that this team really needs to figure out a little bit is they cannot keep fouling so much. It is, yeah. it's insane. Like Oklahoma State got in the double bonus or in the bonus with like almost ten minutes left last night when they lost yeah. to Tech. They were Tech was in the double bonus with like twelve minutes left in that game in the second half. And this team, this team has got to be a little better. I, I understand they play very aggressive defense, and I love it. And like, like I said, we love the defense here. Not gonna complain about. But they do have to do a little bit better job of it because sometimes these free throw discrepancies are, are so huge. Like Oklahoma State um, almost had double the free throws as us last night. Like it's really hard to win basketball games when you're giving teams, you know, like three points at the line. Like, do you know what their wide. free throw percentage was? Sorry, Oklahoma State's it was 76%. Yeah. And they're normally not a good yeah. free throw shooting team. And we only shot 50% from the line. Um, yeah. But that's that's one thing that just kind of these last few games, it's really been something that this team's kind of struggled with a little bit, um, and it would be nice to to see it. Um, it you know, like it's it's just really tough when you're losing the game, or like you're you're. It's really hard to get back into games or whatever when essentially the team is just able to sit and shoot two shots at the free throw line. And that was like the mm-hmm. other thing with Okie State is like I remember. There's like some time last night where just watching it, I was like, I don't know the last time that Okie State shot a, a shot in play. Like it's literally been a, a fair amount of possessions. I feel like they've literally just been getting fouls and shooting free throws here for the last couple minutes. And that's just frustrating um, too. But yeah, I mean, if they can clean that up a little bit, um, you know, obviously we love what this team brings. Um, and they've got a couple of huge games in Hilton here, um, obviously against Missouri Saturday, and then we get good old Kansas back here in Tuesday. So, yeah, I, I didn't even realize, but we did shoot 43% behind the arc. I mean, offense is easier when you're making the three point shot. And Caleb Grill, <laughs> 15 points, like he was on fire, like all, all game. It just felt like whatever he was shooting the ball, it was going in. But dude, Brockington just, was making a couple threes too, which he was, he actually shoots them at a good clip. I, they said on the broadcast that he shot like 36% on the season, which is pretty solid. Um, yeah. And uh-huh. he just doesn't shoot a lot of attempts. So Rockington, you, you heard it from us, man, you got the total green light. You can shoot wherever the fuck you want. Cause we think it's going to go in. So um, pull up from just, the logo, baby. Just, yeah, just do it. Um, but we do oh, love no. the mid range off the left hand and fade away. Oh, that's great. But yeah, the thing is, it's just, Gabe Kalshuer, Caleb Grill, and, and even Trey Jackson. Like, first of all, I just love Trey Jackson just as a teammate. Like, I just I just love seeing him out there. And I cannot believe he scored his first free throws of the entire year. 100%. I thought that was bullshit. Throw. I was like, there's no way that that's true. Like, I was like, this is an ESPN Plus announcer, like, yeah. stat. Like, they got Mason's stat and info here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he hasn't attempted a free throw yet this year. Like. I was like, we've played 20 games. How is that possible? And Trey Jackson, you know, he's, I see him on the court pretty, you know, like he's there. I'm like he plays. Like, so not like he's not I'm playing. willing to accept it because he's at 100% free throw percentage in, in my, in my brain right now. So and they were, they were I'm so going to trust the ESPN clutch. producers. Oh, they were, dude, you, you could just see his face like instantly. And you're like, yeah, okay. He's not going to miss this. And he, yeah. you could just tell like he, he wanted that moment. And I was glad that that moment was his. But those three players, Grill, Trey, and Kyle Schuer, more so Grill and Kyle Schuer. But if either of those guys are on, if 
one of those three, just one of those three. If either of them are hitting three pointers, offense is so much easier. Oh my goodness. Because I don't know what I feel like I see sometimes is they not Oklahoma state. This is not Oklahoma state, but maybe opponents in the past would kind of test us a little bit with the three point line and maybe give it to us or, or maybe just not guard the arc as, you know, um, as tough, I guess. So if, as long as we just have one of those guys hitting their threes, everything just goes so much smoother. And thank goodness the grill was hot yesterday. The grill was hot and it was, it was much needed. Um, yeah, like we said, one of those guys, one of the three-point specialists has to step up. It helps the offense so much. It helps Brockington so much. Um, and it was nice to see that because we definitely needed that. Um, and it helped us helped us get a great road win at, at Okie State. Mm-hmm. So, also, okay, I think you're on the same page as me as this. I love Okie State. I really do. Like, I, I think they're one of just, like, my favorite Big 12 opponents. And I don't know why it is, but, like, Whenever Iowa State and Okie State play football or basketball, it's always a thriller. I don't know why, but it's, there's always like a really fun ending. Usually it's points, 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 points. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I love playing Okie State. That's, that to me is like the quintessential Big 12 game where you just know it's going to be a lot of fun and you don't really know who's going to, you know, who's going to come out on top. But I don't know. I love playing Okie State. They're always fun games. I do too. I'm not going to lie. I, and I, like usually I will root for them throughout the conference against most other teams. Um, yeah, me too. That's just kind of how I am with them. But yeah, I would agree. I've never I, been I, to Stillwater. I, I feel like their fans are kind of similar to Iowa State, want though. To go to Stillwater, but I don't think so, no. But we love Ames, so people are probably like, why the hell would you ever want to go to Ames, Iowa? And That's true. Do you remember that I, Snapchat I Ames, filter of Ames? Do you remember that Snapchat filter that just like had the, uh, I don't even know what it was, like the... <sighs> I shouldn't have started talking about it if I can't know how to just, dis- if I don't know how to Campanile, describe it, it basically had like, like the Jack Tri stadium one. It wasn't even that it was, it was the non Iowa state aim Snapchat filter that basically had like bales of hay on it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I, this is where I know that I need to just move on. Cause yeah, we're, we're done. We're done talking about Snapchat filters. Nice. You're welcome listeners. That, that was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on the Iowa state game though? Um, time to kick Mizzou's ass. That's it. That's all I got. Got to show that the Big Twelve is the best conference um, in basketball. So mm-hmm. we're doing the, the Big Twelve at- SEC challenge. Pretty sure it's two o'clock. Hilton Magic it is. Yeah, it is two o'clock. Okay, so SEC challenge. Iowa State Mizzou two o'clock this Saturday. Get your ass on over to Hilton Coliseum. Cheer very loud for our Cyclones because we won't be able to make it. Um, should be a good one though. I like playing Mizzou. It's like the old Big Twelve throwback. Go Tigers. All right. What are you saying go Tigers for? Because they're Tigers, and that was what it came to my mind. But I'm going to use that as a really bad and a total stretch of a segue onto the AFC Championship game with Joe oh, Burrow. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Tell a drink of water to get there. But um, before we get there, actually, Iowa State – or no, Iowa State – Chiefs Bills. Talk about the game of the century. My goodness. That game was wild. Um, and as someone who 13 seconds really likes 
both of those teams. It was just very fun. I kept just rooting for points. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was with my roommates. I was like, they still have three timeouts. Like every time someone scored at the end, I was like, the other team still has three timeouts. <laughs> like that's that was always the point. Um, that was some great football. I, I we're not gonna get a better football game than that this year. Like I don't know how you could really. Um, I mean, do I don't we know have the last to... time I watched a football game that good. No, bad. no. The that's last not, like, very game high was that was that biased. good. It was honestly Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff, which uh, LOL at Jared Goff now. But um, yeah, what is what was so crazy about that entire game was just the fact that throughout it, it didn't really feel like it was living up to its expectations. You know, you're like, this is a pretty fun game, but I don't know. I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of Buffalo and out of the Chiefs. And then holy hell, the last two minutes hit and everything just comes to fruition, all of your expectations. And I'm the exact same way. I really like Buffalo and I really like Kansas City. Um, and all I was written for was just a good game. I, I didn't really care who went through, but I, I kind of wanted either of those teams to win this, to go on and win the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of reminiscent of the Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes game on Monday Night Football, the greatest Monday Night Football game of all time. And I think that we can probably say this is the greatest divisional playoff game I've, I've seen at least. Yeah. It might be recency bias, which it probably is, is. very common, um, but it was very good. The entire weekend was honestly very good. Every game ended on the last play of the game and shit. Like, yeah, they're all close. Bucks, Rams is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That game was chaotic. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of like how many times can the Rams shoot themselves in the foot and still expect Brady to not win that game? Like I I'm a Brady hater. No, I like him. I, I think he's actually a really cool personality guy. Um, I just have a different perception of how great he is than other people. But I will say like, even I was thinking, dude, you can't keen, continue to shoot yourself in the foot against Tom Brady. Like, the guy is a magician and he's going to find a way to win this game as long as you keep giving him the ball back. And they did. And then, I mean, Matt Stafford just, you know, pulled a bunny out of his hat and threw that bomb, the beautiful pass to Cooper cup to set up Matt gay. But I mean, it was, it was some more redemption for Matt Gates too. I mean, that, that dude almost lost 47 yarder. <laughs> Four, was it a 47 yarder that he missed a 47 yarder that he missed short, yeah. short, that's, That's right. It was short. That was because <laughs> it was short. on the money. And it, 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 yeah. How does that? Was it windy? I forgot it was anything? short. It was short. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, in, it was in Tampa Bay, right? There's no way there was wind yeah. in Tampa Bay. No, no. It literally was like, it was just short. It made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Holy shit. And should we, should we talk about your Packers? No, no. I want to say one thing about the okay. Rams Bucks game. Okay. That game is like if you're playing a game of Madden or any college football game and you decide to like move the computer up a level or something like that, and you're just getting your ass kicked. So then to start the second half at halftime, you switch controllers and go over to the computers team and then you yep. just fuck up a bunch. So then that you get the ball and then you switch back over to when you have the ball so you can score a lot. And then you're tied up and then you let it like play again, but you forgot to switch the computer level again. And then they get redemption and beat you at the end. That was exactly what that game was. Like <laughs> we've all done that when we were low. Great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or, I mean, that's a lot more fun than rage quitting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like yeah. you're like, well, I, I think we won. 
<laughs> or like you did that, but then your friend came over and then your friend's like, Oh, are you going to beat them? And then you like actually had to play out the end of the game and you still lost. And they're like, fuck, like I can't quit this game, but I'm definitely not saving or I'm going to forget to save this to my memory card. And my, se- my perfect season still going to be fine. Like that's <laughs> if I, if I played video games in the past five years, I'll be able to relate a little bit better, but would you not play them when guy. you were like a little kid? Now I did. I know what you're talking about, of course, but I, this is like on the PS2 okay, or something, guy. you know? You know what I have? I have that like Oculus VR headset and I throw on this football game. So I'm I'm the champion. I I play the two minute drill and I bring my team back, you know, with two minutes left to score a touchdown and win the game. It is such a an exhilarating experience. I'm I'm the greatest quarterback in the entire world, according to the game. I actually I'm not. I'm technically like a top 200 quarterback in the world, um, comparing my scores to, you know, the rest of the Internet. But um well, only like about my VR experience. Oculus headset, so yeah, everyone's getting the Oculus too since it's like all equipped with the the meta, the meta, meta world, the metaverse. Yeah, I I hate to say it, but like that's kind of cool. Everyone is oh, like no, beating no, on the metaverse. I'm, I'm exactly Dude, on the opposite. I spectrum. I'm totally a VR Shit guy. Is dumb. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I am I'm such a VR guy. I would totally love to talk with you know. Dude, Someone who outside. lives in India who who has an avatar of an alien. That's so fun to me. That's so much fun to me. You could right. go outside. You could but, go outside. Go read a book. That's a but you're not gonna you're not gonna first. talk to some you know guy who has an alien as an as an avatar who lives in India. That's how you get cultured, man. Can you even like do that mics and shit? This is a I, I don't know. I've never done it. You don't it. even talk to him. You're just lying. <laughs> this is bullshit. I, I know. I literally just use it just to play You're my a Zuckerberg football game. No, I'm not. Because I'm not, I have the Oculus one. The Oculus one is not compatible with the metaverse. So scrub. That's pretty fun. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Football time. Um, okay. Let's uh-huh. let's talk about your 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 goat, Aaron Rodgers, not and how goat. he missed my goat, Alan Lazard wide open for the first down. Um, Alan, I know you're listening because you listen to every single episode. I, I'm sorry that he didn't pass to you there, but at the same time, um, please help Aaron get back to the Packers because I really like him in a Packers uniform. I don't know why. I, I feel like it'd be weird for him to go elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with this team because Devontae Adams is a free agent too. So there's a... It seems like they want them both back though. I mean, they don't it looks like they're going to do what they can to keep them. I don't know. It's whatever. We'll see. Mm-hmm. NFL is becoming like the NBA with all its offseason drama and shit. And like, <laughs> dude, I'm okay with it though. I am too. NFL needed something like that to, you know, I don't know. The franchise tag is like the worst thing for the players and shit. So they need to be able to have a little power and say here, like Odell kind of getting off the Browns middle of the season and, and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, like I'm cool with this. Yeah. Keep um, things fresh, shake yeah. things up a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G in the 49ers, like, they are just like, I don't even know what it is. They're just like scraping by or, but they're, they're just winning. It's, I don't know how else to say it. Like they, they don't look crazy impressive. They are just like getting the job done and moving on. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do it for the next two rounds. Like I, I, it would not shock me at all. Um, and I guess Kyle Shanahan's a, a pretty solid coach. We can all admit to that, but it's, it's just what it is. The, it, it's also kind of a, the nature of getting a team hot and healthy at the right time in the NFL season. You know, I think the 49ers were pretty beat up throughout the year. Kittle was out for a bit. 
They're trying to figure out running back position, the offense a bit, defense, all that kind of stuff. And everything kind of came together towards the end of the season. And, you know, they're one of the most talented rosters and they have a good coaching staff. So it's coming, coming together here and we'll see. Um, do we want to start doing previews that like McVeigh or what is it? McVeigh has lost his last six to the 49ers, which is kind of funny. Um, well, I was going to say like, just, just on the 49ers Packers train. I don't. Okay. How do I want to say this? How do I want to say this new? Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Whatever. I, I sound stupid all the time. Probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> no, I just was thinking though, you know, with, uh, with the Cowboys situation and the 49ers, I just had zero faith in Mike McCarthy. Right. I just knew that that was not going to work. Um, and, uh, you well, know, yeah, sometimes in these Mike playoff McCarthy. games, he's terrible, but like in these playoff games, I usually say, if there's a huge coaching discrepancy, bet on that, bet on the coach who's better. And, and in that moment, I'm like Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, in my opinion, are more talented, but I think their rosters kind of stack up in regards to their talent. But I do think the uh, Cowboys had the upper hand from a talent perspective, but like, it was exactly what I thought it was. McCarthy just literally shit down his leg and handed that game to Kyle Shanahan, even though Jimmy Garoppolo was doing everything he could to lose that game. And so then we face Matt LaFleur and the Packers versus, you know, Shanahan and the 49ers. And I was pretty confident that, you know, Rodgers was going to get his. It, I have this weird thing where uh, if you lose so many to one team, you're due for a win. And so I was just thinking there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and it's, it's just interesting to watch him play in the cold because – you know, that is usually looked at as a huge home field advantage for Lambeau Field and the Packers. Um, but that's not necessarily Aaron's style of play. Like he's very finesse. You know, weather can really affect his game. And I think that we kind of saw that a little bit in it. But at, at the very end of the day, he was just playing hero ball. And I've said this a lot. When you play hero ball too much, eventually you're going to get burned. And yeah, he was playing hero ball. He was he tried to launch one down to Devontae Adams. He did not go through his progressions. Not at all, because Aaron threw that ball. He was as he was throwing. It was right when Allen was coming off his break. He should have seen that that middle of the field was so wide open that you could have seen that route open up at least a couple seconds before it did. So you know that he just wasn't going through his progressions. He was just going to his guy that he trusted. And I, I get it. There is a certain level of um, greatness to have when you trust your receiver so much. But um, I don't know, man. I. I I like Aaron Rodgers. I think you know that, but like, I can't really defend him too much because he, he didn't play his game. Um, last thing on that though, 49ers are not where they are. They do not beat the Cowboys. If they don't have Debo Samuel, their use of Debo Samuel is so sick. It's I, I think he might be one of my favorite, like hybrid players since Darren Sproles. I know he was a little bit more of like a kicker turner and running back, but like it, the way they use him, is electric and it's almost like he can't be stopped. He's the best running back on the field when he's playing running back. And he might even be the best receiver on the field when he's playing receiver, not when Devonte Adams is sharing the field with him, but like, it's just insane how they use him. He's literally just one of those, like we just need to get the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. And that's exactly, it's so fun to watch. It's, I, I, the Darren Sproles comparison is a good one because it's, it's the same thing. Like when Sproles was on the Chargers and the Saints, obviously he was like a kick and punt returner. But even with offensive stuff, it's like, let's just get Darren Sproles in space and let him go to work. And that's what Debo is. It's like, get Debo the ball. Like, 
I mean, they've obviously been running him as a traditional running back, which has been very impressive to do that in your offense. And it was probably mm-hmm. due to some injuries that they also had. Um, but like he's so good with the ball. Um, and the other thing that it does is it opens up all your other offensive weapons too. Like, you know, it makes it so that you can't really like try and take George kill out of the game or Brandon. Ayuk. and Eli Mitchell's good too. You know, it's like, if you're going to focus in and potentially like double or have another guy who's, who's looking at Debo all the time, um, as well as who's guarding him, it, it obviously takes away one player in your defense, um, that you can't use elsewhere. So it, it's, it's very impressive mm-hmm. the way that Kyle Shanahan's done that with the offense. Um, and, doing that mid season and, and everything like that is, is seriously, um, you know, kudos to him on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so how are you feeling uh, about, do we want to do little predictions of, of 40 yeah. Rams? Do you want to yeah. do some, some spreads here? Do, have you looked at the lines? I have not looked at the line. You want to, you want to, do you want to guess the line? Yeah. Let's yeah, play guess the, the line, line. Of, of Sam Fran and, and, the Rams. San Fran and Rams. And this is at Los Angeles, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and they're trying to monopolize their fan base. That's great. Um, or not the fan base, the seats, the ticket yeah. sales. Jeez. Um, I think I gotta go. And this is this is my this is my me turning my dumb brain on. Okay. So dumb brain, turn on. Sean McVay cannot lose to Shanahan three times in a row in the same season. I can, I don't see that. And I know that the line is favoring the Rams. So it's gotta be uh Rams negative. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Negative two and a half. Close three and a half. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, now should we do Bengals chiefs? That one's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. At Kansas City, man, it's going to be loud in there. I don't, I don't really like how. I don't know. I think I think this could be a really interesting game, but if I'm guessing the line, let's do Kansas City Chiefs, negative six and a half. Close minus seven. Nice. Damn. Nice. Not, not bad. Not bad, not bad this time. Not bad. Yeah. So, how are you feeling about those games? Um, San Francisco, LA. I've been on the train that I, I've thought that LA has been fraudulent the entire year. Uh, I thought that oh, they, you have. they don't, I didn't think that they beat good teams and that they only like kind of beat teams that they're expected to beat. I do think that they got a Bucks team that was super beat up and added a spot that was very advantageous for the Rams, which was obviously the Bucks were super beat up on the offensive line. I agree. Um, <clears throat> and then Brady had, has like no receivers to throw to, to, um, besides Mike yeah, he had Mike Evans Gronk, but yeah, Godwin and AB. And I mean, he, he like say what you want about him as a person, but he liked AB a lot to throw to and Godwin. Correct. For that, correct. For that yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Godwin's amazing. So, um, he's a stud. I, I do think it's so hard to beat a team three times a year. Like it's really hard, mm-hmm. a good team I, specifically. Yeah. And I don't know, but I don't know why I still think that the 49ers are going to pull this one out. I just, I, th- okay. I think I, I, I'm all bored that 49ers train of it. I think, you know, like I think Stafford, I, I'm still not sure what to make of him. Like he's great, but he has those moments, um, you know, and the Rams got a little goofy at the end of the game with the Bucks mm-hmm. and stuff. 
And I just, I think that the 49ers might be able to do it. It might be one of those like, Hey, they've already beat us twice now. Um, and if the 49ers get off to a strong start, they could kind of, I don't know. Plus I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, it's like, I feel like the weird thing is I feel like both these teams kind of had their Super Bowls last week of like 49ers went to up to Lambeau and that's obviously a big game, knock out the one seed. And then, but the Rams went and beat the defending champs, the Bucks and did it in Tampa Bay too. Um, so we'll see. But if I, if I was a betting man and kind of what I feel, I, I'd probably sprinkle some money on the San Francisco money line. And that that's where I'm wow. on. So, Ooh, I would take uh, the Rams spread on this. I don't know. Okay. I, I cannot. I've seen way too much of Jimmy G trying as hard as he possibly can to ruin games. I've seen enough of that. There's no way at some point it's got to come falling down on him. It's got to, right? It, He's and nine and two is, and he throws zero touchdowns <laughs> in the playoffs. It's, it's insane. I mean, that's why I have so much respect for Shanahan, dude. Like, and I, I'm not, I don't want to bag on Jimmy G. He's not the worst quarterback in the league. Like he's I maybe top 20. I don't know if I would have him in the top half of the league, but like, he's not trash, you know? Um, and that just is more of a testament to how Shanahan runs his offense. Like Debo Samuel. And obviously the defense, you know, defense feeds on its, on its own too. But like, I just, I got a lot of respect for Shanahan, but I think at some point, especially in these bigger games, you have to lean on your quarterback. And I would much rather lean on Stafford than I would Jimmy G. And also at, at the same measure, the, the Rams are still a damn good team. They got Donald and they got Von Miller attacking Jimmy G. And he, he we've seen Jimmy G. He doesn't do the best with pressure, in my opinion. I don't think he does. Um, so, I mean, I, I just think the Rams got a bunch of studs. And I think that, I don't know. I, I, I just have a really, really, really hard time uh, thinking that McVay is going to lose three times to the same coach in the same season. I just don't think that's going to happen. Also, at the same time, when their quarterback is by far better than Jimmy G. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But I was wrong about the 49ers with the Packers. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? What about Bengals Chiefs? By the way, the Bengals game versus the Titans, that was a weird one. It was. Um, Tannehill is just bleh. I'm rooting for the Bengals in this one, so I would like that disclaimer. But okay. I feel like the Chiefs are going to kill them. I, do I don't too. know. I just I, I, I feel like we're it's, I, I feel like it's just going to be one of those where Kansas City being I, I, you know, I think Kansas City and Buffalo kind of showed that they were probably the two best teams last weekend. Um and I think it's just Kansas City being in that tier too high and been there and done that. And kind of, you know, I don't know, like there's so much talent. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I just have a feeling it, it's going to be one of those where um, Kansas City maybe runs away with it and it, it's never particularly too close to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they might win by like double digits, such a blowout. Like, and like Cincinnati kind of had, I don't know, like, great offense and it should be able to keep them in it. Um, and I'll keep doubting them. That's fine. But, um, if I, if I kind of had to make a prediction and be that, and, and that's just cause I think the chiefs were really good. I, I, I said that I thought, I thought they were going to, you know, come go Super Bowl out of the AFC. Um, and I, I think they're gonna, they're just kind of still on that mission. Um, but I mean, they gotta be the 
front runner, right? I mean, they are. Yeah. I guess you could maybe say the Rams are the front runner, but like, I I don't agree with that. Like, I think, you know, the Chiefs just showed so much. And also, this kind of goes back to my coaches. This late in the playoffs, Zach Taylor, I I, maybe he's been there as a coordinator. I, I can't tell you that, but like, he hasn't been there before. And also, one could argue, should the Bengals have even won that game when Joe Burrow is sacked nine times? That's that doesn't happen. And so, I don't know. Eventually, that offensive line you can, you can only do so much with a bad offensive line. So credit to Burrow for you know plowing through that. that that's insane how he performed as well as he did, getting sacked nine times. But at the end of the day, you got Andy Reid, who's a mastermind. Also, what I meant to say is we need to put the the Andy Reid can't manage a clock narrative to bed because if he didn't have those timeouts at the end of the game versus Buffalo, they're done for. They're done for. So Andy Reid has continually gotten better every year, in my opinion. Um, and what's crazy about him is his play calling. Like he is always fresh on his plays. Like my goodness. Um, and he he's not afraid to use the same one multiple times. We've seen that play on the goal line where he where Mahomes just flicks it to uh, whoever is. I love that play. I, I, I it's great. Just, I was talking to my roommate about it. I was like, why couldn't the Steelers run something like that during the season? We never, we do the dumbest fucking shit in the red zone. <laughs> and it's like, the, like, it's so easy. Steelers red zone is hard to watch. It's so like, it's so hard on the defense. Like the chiefs did it to us and they got TJ Watt just caught. Whereas you're like, Mahomes is easily going to be able to like run it to the, the corner or he could toss it inside to Kelsey and TJ Watt. I was like, He's a defensive player of the year in my eyes. And like, he just had to stand there. Like, yeah. ah, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. And it's like, yeah. it's making and creating those kind of plays that that's what sets you apart. Like you have to be efficient in the red zone. Like you have to come away with seven and like, that's how you win big games. And it's due to creativity and, and, you know, creating mismatches like that, that put defense in a, you know, a tough situation. So, Yeah. I quite literally have never seen an offensive play used so often in one that is also used so successfully. Like teams Corvac scout sneak. that the play. Sneak. Okay. That one too. That one too. Especially when Brady's under center. He's a hell of a quarterback sneaker. He's so good. But like, he's really good at that. But like teams scout that play every single week. And they're thinking, how the hell do we stop it? And I don't know. It's just, it's damn impressive. Um, also, Super pumped to watch Jamar versus Tyreek. Like, are they not essentially the exact same player? They are so electric, complete game changers. And honestly, if it weren't for either of the, oh, uh, specifically Jamar, if it weren't for Jamar, I don't, I don't think the Bengals stand a damn chance because he is that much of a game changer. And I think eventually he could even, uh, I don't know, this is a bold, bold statement, but he could grow up to be better than Tyreek too because he, if he's shown what he's shown in his rookie season. Like it, it, he's literally a game changer. He, he literally does the touchdown play. You know, it's like, Oh man, we, we could really use a touchdown right here. Screw it. Find Jamar and he'll score. It's so if, if Jamar has one of those alien type performances, who knows the Bengals will certainly stand a chance, but I think um, Kansas city has too much going for them. They've been rolling for over 10 weeks too, you know? So uh, it's, it's too tall of an order for the Bengals. I don't think they stand a chance, <laughs> um, especially with, with how their offensive line has been performing. And, and I also don't think their defense is good enough to, uh, to prevent the chiefs from any less than 30 points. So we'll see. I, I will be rooting for them though. Um, but yeah. that's fair. I'm rooting for the chiefs to win it all. I know that's boring, but I've always liked the chiefs growing up and it's really fun that they now have Patrick Mahomes. So I like, I'll them. be rooting for the AFC teams. If, if it's, 
it, my that's by far my my favorite of them is I'm cool with that. Who, whoever Bengals, wins Chiefs Bengals, I'll root for them to win the Super Bowl. And then I want the Rams. I I don't know. I just meh. I don't like 49ers teams. I think the Rams are fun. I also really want Stafford to get it. Like that would be because I've always I'm kind of like big cat. I've been squatting on the take for a long time that he's a damn good quarterback. And and now that he actually has a good coach, it's fun to kind of watch him do some work. But uh, I, I would really, really enjoy Matt Stafford getting a ring, especially in his first year with Los Angeles. So that'd be really entertaining. I'm out on that. <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers are dead. Colts didn't even make it. <laughs> yeah, I can't say shit. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on the AFC NFC preview? Um, no, nope. I uh, I think we we did a good job of of covering it. I got I got all my we did my so good. Out. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's we'll get, it up give first. ourselves some pat on the back here. I'm patting myself on the back. We're awesome. We're so good. <laughs> We're so good, guys. <laughs> and also, podcasting is really hard. So like. We're really good at something that's really hard to do. So, yeah. And producing it. That's really hard. I've heard that's, that's really, well, actually, if your name's Mason, it is hard. <laughs> it actually is pretty, pretty, pretty damn hard. All right. So, if you got this far, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse and have a beer. You've earned it. Um, and let us know what you think of our NFL takes. This is our first time doing it. I can promise you it will not be our last one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's not our Ms. first Alan time Lazard. doing it. Well, for we like a, a episodes, design yeah. one, did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, remember, we said who we thought we was gonna go to Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. And Before I the went on my started. tangent for the Colts and Carson Wentz. Yeah, I went yeah, a little yeah, off yeah. the rails there. Well, reminder that Aaron Rodgers missed Alan Lazard to go to the NFC Championship. Uh, little spin zone though. Aaron Rodgers didn't lose in the NFC Championship this year. Have you thought about that, Newt? Yes. Good answer. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Say hi to our boy, Ben. Head on over there for Bachelor Mondays, Taco Tuesdays. I think they do dollar drinks on Wednesday, not positive, but they certainly do drag shows and mug nights on Thursdays, FAC deals on Fridays with $5 wraps, $3 adioses. Of course, they got the best games on every Saturday and still got the Mimosa deal going on for Sunday. I don't, I don't know how much longer they're going to be doing that. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Support our boy, Ben. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Roll clones. Roll clones, baby.